Welcome everyone. We're about to begin. This is Hashem BPJ number 51. That's Bais Pnimi joint share, uh, share number 51. We're in the Eight Dates book by John and Julie Gottman and Rachel and Doug Abrams. And we're talking now about date number seven, which they entitled Something to Believe in, Growth and Spirituality. Now this one is something that is very um, fitting to us from Jews who are bound by the Torah and what Hashem wants from us. Now this does not mean that you become mashgichim of each other. We explained that in many other shiurim that you're not to uh, be um, uh, in charge of the ruchnius of your spouse and sometimes that could even backfire uh, when uh, there's differences in levels of frumkite at certain areas and we went through a lot of that in other shiurim. But nevertheless, despite that, when there is that uh, non-threatening, non-confrontational, just simply sharing, sharing ideals, sharing spirituality together, and growth, that is a tremendously beautiful thing. And what happens a lot is, Baruch Hashem, in many, many marriages, and not just in great marriages, but even in good marriages, and not just even in good marriages, but even marriages that had bumps that were not doing so well for a while. What happens is is they come into marriage sometimes and they lack certain skills or they're not behaving properly in certain ways. And then over time, life happens, they learn, they adapt, and they grow, and then they get closer. And part of the fact that they got closer and their love got deeper and they started appreciating each other more is because that each one grew spiritually. They grew in their maturity. They grew in their um, ability to be responsible and to own up to their own uh, actions and words. And later in life, you happen a lot of times where the, a couple would contemplate, let's say 10 years in or 20 years in, you know, we were in a good place now, Baruch Hashem. But it wasn't always easy. One of us or both of us, or usually it's both of us, you know, fell 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 off the wagon sometimes and, and had bumps in the roads till we were able to sort of figure things out on our own of how to become a better husband, a better wife, a better mother, a better father, a better um a daughter or son, Takadish Baracho. And it's something that you learn in the process. You don't beat yourself up for it and you learn from your mistakes and you move on. But a lot of us, over time, as long as we keep trying and we yearn for getting better and we work together towards getting better, we learn how to become more mature. We learn how to deal with our own insecurities that we had in the past, our own self-doubts in the past. And we grow and we see each other grow and we respect it and we support it. And we had come a long way till we realized we're not even the same people. Yes, we were in a certain way. I, I love you then. I love you now. But I love what you became. I love how you grew. So that created shared meaning really is tremendous. Part of it is the vision of what you want the house to look like. Part of the vision of what you want to see from your children. And even if you have differences of opinion in some details of it, but if you both, for example, love all your children and you want the best from them and you work, you have the shared meaning in becoming the best parents you could possibly come for them, that's a, a way to unite the two of you um, in many, many ways. 
So research also indicates that if a couple holds their relationship sacred, then they have a better relationship. Now, we know in the Torah, our relationship is indeed sacred. We talked in, in, in uh, both the you know the men's and the women's shiur, we're going to talk about it, or we did talk about it, about the concept of kedushin, that the whole relationship is sacred. There's a non-physical aspect to it that's always there, a high level, and it is sacred. And the more you believe that the relationship is sacred, the better the relationship will be. And the better sex you'll have, actually, as well, and longer-lasting, and more satisfied marital satisfaction overall. When you believe that everything that you do has meaning, when you believe your relationship has meaning, whether inside the bedroom but or, or outside the bedroom, that even your sexual experiences with your husband or wife has deep meaning. When you believe that, when you know that, when you look at Ma'ina as a mitzvah, mitzvah of something that Hashem wants to be done with a simcha, with a hava, then it has a meaning. It has a sacred meaning. That meaning itself binds the two together. And it's very, very important to understand that. That the shared interest is part of it also. The division of household labor, we work it out between the two of you in a healthy way. All of those things create meaning in the relationship creates a certain sacredness in the relationship and those rituals. Rituals means those habits that you do day in and day out. Those mini rituals of what you do by sharing whatever tasks you do or by when you are near each other. Some couples may want to, for example, and even if they don't show display of affection in public, maybe in private when no one's looking, when they leave from each other in the morning, they hold each other for five, six seconds, they give a hug, they give a kiss, and then when they come home, maybe, they do the same thing. This creates a special warmth. There's also rituals you could create as you get older and as you get you know, through life, some bumps in the roads, you learn how to deal with things. So sometimes in the beginning, if you you suffer a certain loss or a setback, or, you know, fatigue, and all these things. In the beginning, you're overwhelmed, and it's hard to support each other. But as you grow, as you mature, as you work on yourself, even if we're set with certain losses or setbacks, we learn to support each other, and love each other, and connect with each other, and not turn away from each other. And to try to learn also, when it's not so obvious what's stressing out your husband or wife, to try to uncover it to understand what makes them stressed, what makes them fearful, creating a safe space for them in their interior and exterior world. And that a husband could do for a wife and a wife could do for a husband to create that safe space for them. You're a, I'm a safe haven. You're with me. You are safe. With me, you are the, uh, uh, in, in, a, in a safe space. And every moment they're together, they feel that comfort. They feel that comfort in knowing, number one, that their relationship is sacred, and number two, that it has a tremendous, deep, deep meaning. Sometimes eye-to-eye contact can be a ritual to develop. Special meals that you have alone. Um, and, and, and things you do on Shabbos, things you do on vacation. And when one isn't feeling well, the other one is helps a lot, and, and the one who is not well feels cared for, feels loved by their husband, by their wife. They spend time together with each other as best as possible. In some instances, they do errands together, not all the time, 
But at times, they do things together. To get things done, they do it together. Those things create a certain special bond, and it has a deep meaning to it. Now, we talked before about the idea of learning with each other. And for here, it, it, I guess it depends on personalities. I remember when we were doing Rabin Schaefer's book, and he explained by him, he stopped learning with his wife because in their dynamic, there was a certain tension there because he, by, by profession, is a machanach and a teacher and a rebbe. So, you know, there was a little bit of that feeling that he was lecturing and he was being that machanach and that rebbe with his wife as opposed to being a husband and wife. So he felt it was not productive. Everyone knows themselves. There are other couples, and there's no real right and wrong on it. It's really just understanding your personalities, and it's could die to give it a try. If it doesn't work, not the pressure. If it if it if it looks like it's even backfiring or it's stressful, then of course you don't do it. You're always with a menschlichkeit, but in some instances, actually, where you learn together something, it really creates a beautiful, tremendous, deep, deep bond between husband and wife, and wife and husband. And another thing is to remember is is that relationships change. The only constant in the relationship is change. But with all these changes, if you have a Kaddish Baruch Hu with you, you trust in Him, then you are able to withstand all these changes. But the relationship with a Kaddish Baruch Hu is non. It helps you that with the other two that are with Him in this Shutvis also doesn't change and doesn't waver. That is the benefit of having a Kaddish Baruch Hu and bringing him into the relationship. You as a husband, you as a wife, you're human beings. And human feelings, human emotions are subject to change. But when you just, it's not just a matter of you and your husband, you and your wife. It's not two shutfim, but you bring in the third shutif, which is the first shutif, but we call it the third shutif, which is a Kaddish Baruch Hu himself. He becomes partners. He becomes part of your relationship, then that is never changing. And that's why you feel safe, that no matter externally whether the relationship is changing for this way or another, the growing of the family, a changing in location of, 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 of where you're moving, a different a change in profession, whatever it is, if you have a Kaddish Baruch Hu in your life and a Kaddish Baruch Hu never changes, then you have a consistency, then you have a comfort, then you have a certain level of very strong betachin that this will not, that this is here to stay. Relationships can be more than just two individuals coming together. It's transformational. They bring contribution and meaning to the world as well. Part of the meaning that you should have in your individual marriage is to recognize that you are contributing to not just your own family, but you're contributing to the benefit of Kal Yisrael. When the Kal Yisrael has um, shalom bias, when Kal Yisrael has peace between a husband and wife, by each individual couple doing that, you're giving strength to, to Kal Yisrael. Not only is your house benched in and of itself, your house is benched with the bracha of Kal Yisrael. And that is a tremendous thing to remember. And it's a golden opportunity. That's what creates meaning, bringing HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Torah ideals into your lives. And like we said before, before, and we're going to repeat it, research shows that when a couple holds their relationship as sacred, they have a better relationship. 
And it's, it's obvious. And as we grow, relationships grow. And as individuals transform, the relationship transforms. As each one of you individually becomes better as a person, your whole marriage and relationship becomes better as, as people combined. With HaKadosh Baruch Hu sharing that with you. So it's Kedai for each husband and wife together to think this through sometimes. Think about the growth, the change, the spirituality. What does it mean in your life? And reflect on the rituals you have or wish you had in the relationship. And think about how each of you has changed over time and how you transformed individually and the way you own up to that transformation and work through it. And, and that is such an important thing to understand. And you honor your husband, your wife, you value them, you value their thoughts, you value their ideals, you value every step of the way as they want to become close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You value them because of their holy neshama that they have. And we learn to be humble with one another, to be humble and curious. What does your husband or your wife think about growth and spirituality? What does it mean for them? What is deep in their hearts and what they want to aspire to? When their better selves are are speaking up, what is what they what is what is what you know, what is what they really really want in life? And sometimes you have to break unhealthy cycles. There are times where both husband and wife they have they love their parents and they love their siblings and they love their family. That is true, and they respect it, and they see the good side of it, and there's a kibbutz av and a kibbutz aim. But at the same time, when they saw painful aspects growing up in their home, what they do is, is with respect, with deep love, with deep compassion, they're not judgmental about it, but they also realize that there's certain aspects of growing up where I don't want to be like in my own home. There's certain ways when my father and my mother treated each other that I never want my husband or my, and my wife, whichever way it is, to be treated that way or to treat somebody that way. So that is part of the growing process. That is part of the meaning of maybe even painful experiences in your childhood. Not to judge your mother, not to judge your father. Recognize it's Menashemayim and also recognize it's... um it's all for the best. It's for learning experience. But you have the ability to go beyond that and change a negative pattern. In other words, if let's say a, hus- a, a, a wife growing up, her parents were fighting like cats and dogs all the time, always fighting, always saying harsh words. And maybe in the beginning of the marriage, you as a wife, for example, could go both ways, just picking an example, lash out. Lash out because your mother used to lash out at your father. So you follow that pattern when you're frustrated and you lash out at your at your husband. And 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 then you realize I need to stop that trend. I need to pull back. I need to recognize that this is not the way I'm supposed to act. This is actual kibbutz. You're giving honor to your parents by not behaving that way, by breaking that vicious cycle, by treating your husband with respect in a way that your father never treated your mother that way. That is growing. That is growing. That is meaning. That's what becomes sacred. And I mentioned the example on the on the wife's side. It goes on the on the husband's side the same way. There are certain things that were growing up that were healthy, and there was things that were growing up that were not healthy. And they were not healthy. We need to sure that'll be taken care of, and it'll be it'll be it'll be rectified. Now it is kedai 
to try this experiment of actually learning together. But what you do is when you learn together is you learn together things that are not non-confrontational things. I'll give you an example. People joked around, but there may be some truth to it, is that if one or even the both of you are very good at chess, that's maybe something that you don't play with each other as husband and wife or not too often because that could take a lead to shalom bias issues because there's a tenseness when you're playing chess seriously on the checking and the checkmating and the moves and everything else. So, you know, unless you know how to handle it well and realize that it's just a game, you'll start taking it seriously and there'll be tension there. Well, if you play a more, uh, a, a less confrontational game of a simple, you know, TikTok in general or, or, or whatever it is, I don't know why I said TikTok. What I meant is, is, is a simple type of a learning that is something that you both, you and your husband, you and your wife could relate to. Then it is fine. It's not threatening. So as example I gave once is the Shara Bechina of the Chayva Salvavais, right? It's talking about the Chesed Hashem in creation. It is a, not a, a sore upon top topic. For example, if a husband and wife learning together about Shabbos in the kitchen with the Bishel and the Bayer, yeah, that could create a little tension. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? The locha says this and that. It could become confrontational to a certain extent. So I do believe that if you could find an area of Tyra that you both could be interested in, and it's not something that's threatening, it's not something that you have to do, I have to do, or it's something, but it's just simply very nice and beautiful and pleasant things. Those type of learnings could create a tremendous deep bond between a husband and a wife. So the idea, again, behind this particular date is something to see your calling as a married couple, your calling as an individual, you're sharing ideals with one another, you're sharing growth with one another, and you grow together, you enjoy each other growing together and develop, and that creates a, such a tremendous bond between a husband and a wife. So that is really, really important. So the key going back to it is we have to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the picture because when we do, then our relationship is sacred. And when our relationship is sacred, the better relationship it will be. And in the physical realm also, it'll be much more healthy and vibrant if you view the intimate relationship between the two of you as being something holy, as being something sacred. And may HaKadosh Baruch will help that you should both be Zaycha, both husband and wife, to work through this and to share these meaningful experiences with one another, these meaningful loving experiences with one another, and to be talk about things that you both enjoy, about Shabbos, about the Yamim Toivim, about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, about the Parsha, um, things, beautiful things that if you both heard something, a speech, and you heard it together, how much you enjoyed it. Some of you sometimes may have been invited or you squeezed out to go to a conference, uh, whatever it is, a Tarimah or a Project Aspire, whatever it is, and you share those those experiences and the spirituality of it uh, as well, really binds the two with you in it with a special meaning and a special bracha. Bracha Natslacha.